2: back. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of the On The Box podcast, the television show podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. It's me, standing your host, once again bringing you this show. And this week, I've got with me the man who made his debut on the the OA, oh my god, it's too many zers, the, the, the OA podcast. And what a solid debut it was, it Simon Darling. How are you doing, Sai? Hey, Gags, how are you getting on? All right, man, what about yourself? Watching loads of TV, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, too much. Just like me, just man. A bad just thing like though. Man. Yeah. Just quickly, what are you watching at the moment? Seinfeld. I am binging on that. I'm rewatching the entire thing at the moment. I'm on season 8. It's one of my favorite shows ever. It's just fantastic. And then I'm watching um oh, I can't even think L- lots of things. Uh, I'm looking forward to The Walking Dead actually next week. Um I'm watching The Mick. Which is an interesting new show, comedy. Um, and yeah, I was watching a little bit of Travelers as well. Um, Could you get into and, it? And uh, I know, but I don't want to quit. Yeah, I've watched the first four, so I want to just watch. I think, like, I like, I really like the premise of it. I find it a little bit, like, hammy, but maybe that's just, I don't know. I think it might better. just take a bit more time. Yeah. Mm, and then happened. yeah and taboo as well i've watched the first episode of that and it's pretty interesting it seems quite dark so i'm looking forward to watching more of that
2: i've smashed obviously recently power i've smashed a show we can talk about in a minute which i'll go to and also smashed goliath with Billy Bob mm. Thornton, which i enjoyed but again we'll see if i can cover that on another show today though we are going to be talking about a show that has been around for quite a long time. It started on Channel 4. It's called The Black... Well, just Black Mirror. Not The Black Mirror. Just Black Mirror. Um, I binged this show in an entire weekend. Started Friday night. Pretty much got depressed by Liverpool's loss to Holland. Just went on an absolute binge (laughs) and smashed this out over the weekend. Um, You know, it started on Yuki Terrestrial TV, Channel 4. Netflix bought it out after Season 2. Uh, bought the rights as well for the entire thing for a whopping £40 million. There's a stat for the day. Wow. And the change in Season 3 is apparent with a lot more budget available, it seems. And uh, when we watched Season 3, and I, I did, I thought there was a big uh, big shift in, in, in production value as well. So, yeah, let's start sorry, by doing um, the non-spoiler discussion of the show. So, without giving okay. away any storylines or plots or any episodes, uh, let's discuss what we think about this show.
1: You know, what's the premise? Yeah. Why... Listeners should be watching this one. To me, I think this is—it's probably one of the most horrifying things I've ever watched. It's dark, grim, <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty. Fun. And it also has this real dark kind of edge humor about it. And um, it's very uh, kind of dy- dystopian, which is a pretty kind of in thing at the moment with the maze. Runner films and Hunger Games films, so it has this like, uh, you know, this really like horrible world, but it feels very near to, to the world that we're in. It's very heavily based on AI and technology, and um, and also politics weighs quite heavily in it as well. Which is um, all of these are very big trends. of The person who made the show, A Man by the Name of Charlie Brooker. Um, It is, I think the thing that I like the most about it is it's very relatable, like it really feels so close to home like we're all hooked on our phones and the internet and this just kind of exploits these addictions and takes them as far as they can go to complete extremes and over the top and all the while with a little twist of kind of humor in there as well yeah the dystopian sci-fi
2: it's exactly what yeah. it is you know it's like an alternate universe as well i mean uh, what you won't notice when you watch it the first time i mean we watch it but there's like loads of links to all the other ones not not storyline wise but in terms of the things that happen in all the other episodes as you go on you'll see them flash up on news screens or on the internet so if someone's searching and and, in one episode on the right hand side you'll see comments on stuff from people that were in characters that were in other episodes and like basically what it's trying to do is say that this is all one universe with loads of things happening inside it which is freaky really freaky but really well done by the guy charlie brooker who um you know i mean he's created this it's dark themed look at modern society really like you said with with a focus on unpredictable consequences of new technologies or even technologies that could be created you know
1: that's more like it yeah in in the future you know yeah
2: so i mean he's described it himself like this he said each episode has a different cast a different setting even a different reality but they're all about the way we live now and the way we might be living in 10 minutes time if we're clumsy so like, you know, it's just <laughs> freaky. Like you said, it's horrific at times in terms of the reality that takes place. You know, I mean, if like me, you're a technology geek, and there's a you know there's a bit of sci-fi with glimpses into a fictional future, but ones that make you know they may make they may seem plausible. Sorry, it's also really mysterious at times, and a few episodes are jumpy as well. I mean, the main thing for me, I don't know if you agree with this side, but most yep. episodes will linger with you make you think afterwards. Oh, yeah. So a, couple, mean, like, a couple of them tug at your heartstrings as well. And then there's a couple that, you, that you cringe at. You're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? So it invokes something from the viewer. It's not something you'll be bored of. And it's actually no. a series of short stories that move fast as they're concluded within an hour, 75 minutes or 90 minutes for, for, for a couple of them that are longer, like a feature-length movie, which is really cool as well. You know, like you've got a show, but it's giving you a movie, and it's, it's, it's quite cool. So there won't be a chance like to be bored unless there's a particular story that doesn't hook you, which can happen because they're all, they're all kind of different. You don't have to watch them in order, as there's no reoccurring story, so watch how you want and when you want. On the whole, it's quite miserable. <laughs> it's quite miserable. Most of the episodes are going to leave you like with a negative emotion of disgust, disappointment, or in what just happened. But that shouldn't put you off, by the way. I mean, I hope you agree with that. Side. It shouldn't put you off. Oh yeah, no. It's what it like, aims to do is find you'll find the episode is successful in communicating a message.
1: Definitely. Like I think that's the thing about this is it really has a massive effect on you. I think the reason is because we can all in some way relate to most of the episodes, even though they can be quite far-fetched. It's like, you know, there he's taken an idea that we already have and just advanced it by, say, 50 years, 80 years, you know, that type of thing. So it's not... It feels like all of these things aren't that far away. And it's, it's a little bit like in kind of the 80s, hey, there was a lot of... um films and books about kind of AI and how there was this massive big fear of this up, this like kind of a robotic uh, rebellion and you know, we can't build anything because they'll just end up taking over the world and it feels like we've kind of moved past that and now we're onto a much more advanced version of that and um, yeah that's
2: What did you think of it not like, being
1: not, um, you know an
2: episodic show that you know, carries on the story. Because for me, right, I avoided from watching this show because a lot of people have been saying Black Mirror, Black Mirror on Twitter and stuff. And um, I find, I always find it hard to get hooked to shows that don't have a story arc or something to create familiarity with. So I don't know hmm. what happened over the last weekend, you know, with this, like I said, the whole stuff. Uh, after editing Nina's show as well, I just shut myself everything. <laughs> I was like, right, for the next four or five hours, yeah, I'm gone. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I honestly didn't think I would, but I did so i think I don't think we can do any much more you know than 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 that for spoiler free what do you no. think I, could, I think I think, think that's, that's pretty much it
1: yeah <laughs> and I'll the, just say go. that just one more thing is that it's nice in a way that you don't have to watch the first one first because I could say, tell my friend oh you should watch." Episode 3, you know, that type of thing. So you can pick your favourite one to kind of hook people in, and then they can watch them as they want. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for spoiler-free.
2: Yeah, I think we don't want to cover too much um, spoiler-free. I think we want to go and spoil this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we can go through this by season, I think, first. Yeah, I know, like we said, we don't have to, but we're going to go through it season by season, rank our... And at the end, we'll give you a ranking of our favourite ones You know, uh, because they're all different. And, you know, the listeners can then go by our choices. If you have a similar taste to myself or you know, go and watch the ones that we like. Or you can go the other way. If you know that our taste is shite and you you don't (laughs) like our taste, you can go and watch the opposite of the other ones. So it can work either way. Either way, you get something to watch. (laughs) I mean... So, I mean, season one, episode one, the national anthem... uh, Directed by Otto uh, Bathurst and written by obviously the main man, Charlie Brooker. It had Rory Kinnear in this with uh Linda Duncan, Donald mm. Sumpter Tom Good- Goodman Hill, Anna Wilson Jones and Lydia Wilson. And Rory Kinnear, by the way. He is excellent. So if you want to know a little bit by this about this guy, he's he's usually been really, he was I loved him in Penny Dreadful. You know, it was a just a. I don't know if you've seen that, by the way. I haven't. It's, it's a horror. Show, minute though, yeah, yeah. But he's uh, he's deformed in it you know it's just
1: what a fantastic performance so yeah do you want to talk a little bit about this one first yeah so it's a pretty interesting premise so basically the princess um who's kind of li- I'm pretty sure she's based on Kate Middleton she's that type of you know loved by everybody uh gets kidnapped and the prime minister is Woken up in the morning, and he watches this. She, they've basically they've basically recorded her, and the demand to have her to have her re- released is that the prime minister has to have intercourse with a pig live on national television. And it's just, it's just hits you. It's just like, what the hell am I watching? This is just crazy. Yeah, he has, to, it, fuck pig, he has be, to fuck a pig, people. Okay, let's not be let's polite, for yeah? Fuck let's let's be. Be, <laughs> you're Take Irish, man. You're going to say that. Fuck <laughs> a pig. <laughs> so he has to, yeah, he, and you kind of find out as the episode rears on that it needs to be done in a very, with a very certain camera angle so that it, it can't be faked. And has to be done till completion, which uh, when I found out that it's just like okay, that's just you know <laughs> I don't know how he can this has ever gone to happen. Um, yeah, it's hard, right? Oh, it's trying, horrible. How long just will that take? Think to about get it,
2: there. You have to have some <laughs> mental concentration shit going on, man. Anyway, that's disgusting. But what I liked about this episode, right? Power of social media comes to the fore. YouTube first, yeah, and then yeah. social me- media networks because. Because the news, the the, the news, uh, me, the media basically can't cover it because they've got like, you know how the, you can put injunctions on them and stuff. But because it goes viral from USA onto social me- networks and then goes absolutely nuts, they have to, you know, the UK media has to go yeah, with it. Because they say, we didn't get it from we got it from, it, yeah. we got it from Twitter, which is a free source. If it's public... How can we not do it, you know? And obviously, the, what they covered, like, parts of the media where some of the media was embarrassed to cover the story. It was amazing because, you know, you'd see um, a, a host, like, say, no, don't say that. Don't say it in that way. Don't talk about the pig, the sex of the pig. Just talk about how <laughs> embarrassing it is. Do you get what I mean? It was, like, yeah. really weird that they, they, they tried to bring to the fore, you know, how, oh, man, it's, um, it, was, it was good, I thought. It was such a great start to the series. Yeah, it was but you're engrossed yeah. because you It's it's all done within an hour or so, and you're just watching it, and you like you're engrossed to see what happens next. There's some twists, there's some turns there. You know, what I mean, we're not going to go through everything because we we, we no, we're yeah. really short on time for every episode. But what did you think of the, the the outcome in the end? I
1: I liked it because I thought it was quite a realistic outcome. I I like I felt like, um, I feel like it's kind of depicts the way that we are now as a people that we kind of want to watch these horrible things and we don't want to watch them as well. And I feel like the, the people wanted to watch him with the pig, even though they kind of acted like that they didn't want to watch it. And then they used the fact that he um, he basically, I'll just be really fast, so that he tries to record a fake version of it and the press find out about it and it gets li- leaked and that turns everybody against him and they all are like okay i think you should just bang the pig you know but i feel like they (laughs) wanted to watch that i think people now would probably turn on to that and watch it because it's just people like to watch that kind of horror book i don't know i don't want to watch it but i probably would watch it because he turned into a
2: hate figure yeah everyone uh, has deserted the streets right They showed how all the streets were empty. Everyone was either in a bar, pub, coffee shop, home. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's watching the Prime Minister fuck a pig. It's fucking (laughs) nuts. And you know what? At the end, the The girl gets gets let go 30 minutes before he has to fuck the pig, which is dead weird. Because there's no one on the streets. They knew this would happen. They've let the the princess go. She's unconscious on a a bridge or something somewhere. And... um, someone picks her up and takes her. But at the end, what did you get from the last scene? You know, when the wife is upset with him?
1: Yeah. I thought that the wife was a really horrible person, to be honest with you. I actually think that she never really backed him on it. And like he had to imagine what he went through. I mean, it's just, I can't even like, and it takes him and it takes him an hour basically to, to complete his task. Um and I think the wife is just, but like she seems to take it personally, like he's having an affair with the pig or something, you know, and at the end, his, the, his public opinion went up, but you can tell he's completely lost all respect of his wife. But I don't know. I don't think it was strange. I felt the end was a little bit weird. Like, I mean, obviously it's meant to be over the top and it's meant to really be, you know, kind of exaggerate the whole thing. But, I don't think everybody would be watching the screen, but, you know, that's just the way this show is, isn't it? It's It you know really takes things and totally, pushes it off I've the got top. I
2: got a totally different thing from the final scene. Oh, really? Scene. Yeah. You know what I got from the final scene is that she was disgusted with him, not because he did it to save the princess, but because he kind of set it all up to end up getting the positive reaction in the end because he knew.
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I kind of
2: I kind of thought that she was upset with him because she'd found out he'd set up the kidnapping. He'd set everything up because in the end, he knew ah. the public opinion with him that he saved the princess and did that and went through an hour of torture would end up giving him, you know, he's now three points up or something a year later. Like the most popular prime minister ever yeah. in the history of the uk or something you know really dark eggs have to
1: say that <laughs> that there. is what i got from <laughs> oh, it that's that, dark yeah do you get what i mean that's good yeah but yeah I didn't that's even what think i got it from that. it that's great. at the
2: end so i don't know maybe that was it but i think that's i good. think we pretty much covered that one yeah yeah okay so episode 2 15 million merits Many directed merits. by Euros Lynn, who directed loads of Doctor Who episodes, an episode of Sherlock, two episodes of Daredevil, comic fans, beautiful. So, you know, he's got some, um, he's got some absolute, some, some big, big stuff behind him. Written by Charlie Brooker and Kenneth Hooker, this Huck, this one, starring Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Jessica Brown Finlay and Rupert Everett. Um, so, basically, this one. Um, there was a song in this, by the way. You know when we were talking about? It links everything together. Yeah. Everyone's I, you know, like, v- I, I it's up on that, yeah. That was sang in quite a few, or, or played in quite a few of the episodes.
1: It's in White Christmas when yeah. uh, the girlfriend is doing is doing karaoke. And it's also at the end of that episode. I like mm. that, those little links that we were talking about er- mm. earlier on, yeah. So it's, it's like a, nice a little, it's a little
2: world. So this is one of your favorites, right?
1: I love this one. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, like it's basically, it's in a world. I like kind of the way he's built the world that we don't know a lot about it. It's basically, um, how do you describe it? Like, a, like a little kind of um, a planet or a little I just spot anywhere. It, I just call I it a
2: futuristic know. world where everyone's slave. You know, everyone's yeah. enslaved to running a using a bike.
1: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the bike just powers a spotlight for a TV show. It's, isn't isn't that what? The sp- they said the, the, it says
2: it's, it powers everything, basically. Okay,
1: yeah.
2: That if you do if you go on the bike, you're powering the world, is what yeah. they kind of said. But you also so n- earn merits, which is the name: yep. fifteen million merits. <laughs> <laughs> did you pick up? Did you pick up in this one that fat people are pretty much second class citizens?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Who are either it's cleaners really.
2: or they used to laugh at, you know? Yeah.
1: And there's a pot, lot in this.
2: So basically, there's- whilst you bike. You can have many different sources of entertainment, porn, comedy, whatever, but these use up your merits. So if you skip any ad as well, that are shown on the screen, you have to pay to skip using your merits. That's oh, so brilliant, I'll, isn't it? I'll set you up then here now to go on what happens.
1: Yeah, so it feels like it's, yeah, it's quite like the, the world that we're in now. There's just ads get spammed everywhere, but you don't, you know, as Gags mentioned, you basically have to pay to Turn them off. Um, so the main guy in this, what's the name of his character in it Bink, again? Uh, Bink. Bink, isn't it? Yeah. So he he's very. He seems just completely null and depressed and avoid of any interest in this horrible wor- world where you, all, you just are on your bike all day and then you're in bed and you see him. He's trying to eat kind of healthy food and um, and then a, a new person comes into the work or i don't know the world um and he t- and he takes an instant he has an instant attraction to her and she kind of brightens up his day a bit and um, but she can sing but she can sing like a motherfucker and he hears her in the bathroom and there's this like so the main premise of this whole episode is there's a show that's like hot stars or something uh, it's called Hot Stars. It's basically American Idol. Idol, and it's it's got three of these hosts who are identical to Simon C- Cowell. and I don't know the names of the ones I don't watch that show, but uh, basically, they're so all this, just are a Harper house, Yeah. And people want to get on this show, and you have to pay 15 million merits to apply for it. And then you pop on and you do your song, you do your act, you do your dance, and they either go, you're absolutely crap, which they do most of the time, or you're picked and you win and you go on to be a porn star or a singer or some other kind of horrible thing. So he wants to... So Bing has inherited 12 million merits from the death of his his brother and he wants to basically use this money to put her onto the show because... She has an amazing voice, and he just spends all this time. He works it up, and oh, sorry, he doesn't. Sorry, he puts her on the show, and she she gets put in this kind of a waiting room with hundreds of other people all waiting. And she's picked very fast actually, because she, she, she she's a very she's very attractive, and she's picked very very fast. And then they make her drink this drink called Compliance, which d- does exactly what it says in the tin. And she pops out, and they're like, okay, who so are you, blah, blah. And she's really, really anxious and quiet and nervous. And then she sings, and it's perfect, beautiful song. Her voice is amazing. And all the, and here comes the twist. hosts wants to do, it, they're just like, take off your top. And she's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we... We just wanted to take off your top, and they basically put her into a porno. And they basically become her right? like They, they bully yeah. her
2: into becoming a porn star. Yeah. And and if I can go on from this bit, that basically, you know, Bing has obviously got a thing for her, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. He goes ape shit. So he makes it his life's goal to get to fifteen million merits again. He absolutely loses it in his cell breaks everything you know he he sees some glass instead of killing himself he keeps the glass you know and the porn he's he loses it because her first porn movies played in his cell and he can't skip it because he's got no merits and you know these cells they're like single room shoe boxes right with walls that are tv screens if you turn whatever you're supposed to be watching turns with you so whichever way you go your eyes are that's where the tv screen will go it's pretty much you know you're pretty much tortured you know? and There is. W- and if he covers his eyes, yeah, it pauses it and knows. makes horrific noises. You know, so he's pretty much tortured, and once so he says, "Right, I'm getting to fifteen million. I've got a plan." So once he gets to fifteen million mer- merits, he enters into this hot shot show, whatever it is—hot stars, hot shots, actually, isn't it? Hot shot show, mm. and does some weird ass dances, and they're about to kick him out, and all of a sudden he pulls out the broken glass and threatens to cut his own throat, and then. He fucking goes on an epic rant that LFC Twitter would be proud of. And um the host end up giving him his own fucking rant show. And the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing is he accepts. <laughs> I was like what the fuck?
1: I couldn't believe it. He I just, just completely couldn't. fucking he he becomes them. He becomes the thing that he was trying so hard to fight against and break. I mean, you could th- yeah. think about it that he obviously thinks if that if you can't be this him is his time. way <laughs> it's uh it's like I suppose he's probably thinking if I take this if I take the show, I can kind of maybe I'll make people hear me that way, but I still think if he had have taken his own life, he would have had a much much more of an effect on p- people, but now he's just he just basically has become. Part of the problem.
2: Yeah, I thought and, he got uh, arrested. It's
1: depressing, man. It was depressing yeah, because I
2: thought he would have got arrested, uh, and killed himself. In the <laughs> end, he gets a better gig than that girl Abby and it's kind of calmer. He tried to do something good for someone. They got fucked up, but he ended up in a lovely, cushy cell to live in, looking over some beautiful place. And has he has this trip. weird,
1: and he has a weird re- relationship with his little blade of glass that he has this little box for and everything. It's fair, it's it's weird. I mean, it's like. That, oh, that blade, it, uh, that, that <laughs> blade, made him. Oh yeah, in, but it's how like weird! Trophy. You look
2: back and you think, right, what the fuck was that? Was the the meaning of that show? Yeah, you know, what, what? I don't know. What would you get out of it? Just I don't know. To me, it just
1: oh, like to me, it felt like again another over the top thing about you know all these like like about pop up ads and pay as you go video games and apps, you know all these n- new kind of apps that you can pay to buy coins and things it's like that but pushed to a complete extreme and there was also a whole thing about the porn industry and rape and fat shaming Like there was a lot of stuff that, it was heavy it was a seriously heavy episode and it hit on a l- lot of really deep things and then I think the magnificent.
2: fact yeah. What an actor. yeah he smashed uh, it didn't he in
1: that And the fact that he was so calm and so lulled for the whole thing and then he was, it was like he was bottling it all up and then the speech and just like the speech was a phenomenal bit of acting and to, to be in, to be, to be able to hold back like that takes a lot of talent, you know, that he was just held back and then he just ripped and then he sells out and it's. Bleak. It's such a bleak episode.
2: It's it's, it's the world. I loved it it's though. The real world yeah. isn't it. People sell out. So realistic. Yeah. Yes, oh it? yeah. <laughs> right. The last one <laughs> in season three is the entire history of you. One of my favourites. Uh, directed by Brian Welsh. Written by Jesse Armstrong. This one, so not by um, the main man. Uh, it's starring Tony Kebbell and Kebbel and Jodie Whittaker with Tom Cullen and Jimmy Mystery. Jimmy Mystery, um, obviously seen in loads of places, but a really small role in this one, isn't it? Um, yeah. But basically, this, this one, right, one of my favorites, it's about – is it the ZI as well? Is this the same – is it the zed still – no, it's not a ZI thing. Is it in this one? What's the grain? Th- the, grain. the grain? It's the grain. grain. It's the grain, isn't it, in this one? And it's basically something that's in, placed in your brain or whatever where you can just replay any moment in your life through your own eyes. You can replay it and watch it again and again. And again, it's fucking freaky, right? And the whole thing is that this guy, basically, um, I don't know what is what is his name inside the show of this one. Um, uh, t- I think it's
1: Liam. Liam. L- Liam Foxwell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his what girlfriend's name is. What? Fi- fi- um, I don't know how to say that name. Fee-Fee-On or something. Yeah. Fee-Fee-On? Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, her name really is weird. like. That. It's really weird. <laughs> anyway, basically,
2: it's about the both of them, and they're at a party. And even if you don't know someone, you can actually go and see somebody else's
1: history or something, can't you? Yeah, you can basically. So you, ha- it's kind of like you have a, like you have like a camera in your in your eyes, and you're able to actually cast that onto any screen. So everybody had this little remote. That you could rewind things back and you could pick a screen. So I could walk into my friend's house and go, Oh, remember we had that part, sorry, that party last year. And I could cast my eyes onto the screen in the room and everybody could watch it from what I saw and hear everything. And you can go in and pause it and. Zoom in and, and, I mean, it's... Why? Oh, my God. It's like oh, a proper, it's
2: fuck- proper analysis. Like, it's Monday Night Football in your own head. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's just nuts. Oh, it's, it's just nuts. Insane. And basically, basically, Liam starts to get really jealous because his girlfriend is... Uh, well, wife is... Wife, yeah. Is, 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 ...is kind of flirting with someone, and he picks up on a few things with this cocky guy, uh, Jonas, who's, you know, one of those... Just really cocky with everything, and he's had everyone, and he's, he's you know he, he can get any girl he wants, and you actually start to think that Liam being going through this pretty quick, rather you know because we mm. ain't got time, have we? You think he's a dick? You think Liam's a dick because he's obsessing and he's being really needy. He's coming across really needy, and um, over over little things that his girlfriend's done or maybe laughed, and he's 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 just being a cock, like getting the the the, the babysitting involved, re- replaying stuff do you think, why is she laughing? Is that a funny joke from Jonas? Why is she laughing? And you know, just things like that, and then she kind of opens up to him and says he's the guy that I had a a night, or a week fling with, in Marrakesh or something. Was it Marrakesh? Marrakesh, yeah. yeah, it was and, and he goes, oh right, okay. But he can't let it go. So they're going <laughs> to they're go, they're yeah. have a fuck, don't they, or something, right? Yeah. I think. And then even in the
1: even after that, and he apologises to her. Yeah. Go on, the really weird thing about that is they're having sex, but they're both using their, their grain to look back at a time that they had much better sex, which is... Uh,
2: yeah, that was that's amazing. It's it was like they, they were watching that was really back good. in the early days, so it's become boring yeah, like now, the, but they, <laughs> Wow. So they're doing yeah. this... Great point, mate. I love that. And, and basically, also, when they use the grain, their eyes fucking change colour.
1: Yeah, and they look it's like, like they're fucking, fucking it's like fucking X Men or something, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's some demon, just <laughs> fucking the Undertaker or something. I do, but yeah, it's fucking brilliant. It just, it just makes them look like demons. But I think it's a nice little touch. But, but basically, he still can't let it go, and in the end, he's going over to threaten. You know the the, the Jonas guy. He threatens the shit out of him after everything. You know, gets into trouble. Uh, well I don't know actually they don't show what he did he, he just threatens him and gets him to delete his stuff uh, he threatens him with like a wine bottle yeah he yeah just... yeah but he doesn't do anything to him
1: no so, he just hits him yeah he just hits him or twice, yeah. he
2: threatens him he, he get, he basically gets him to delete all his memories of his wife and then he goes back home and and you think now he's actually feeling guilty for what he's done because he's like really upset But when he goes home, he's even worse. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? You've got what you wanted, but he's still suspecting his, 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 his his wife. And so he forces her to basically play what happened, you know, between them. And she kind of admits it was a month thing. And then he goes, where, what happened? You know, is it even my kid? He kind of, he kind of gets it out of her that, it might not the kid might be Jonas's that they've just yeah. got, they've got a little baby <laughs> and he goes back and says 18 months ago they, the baby's like 9 months old now so they've, 18 months ago they met last 18 months ago because he zooms in or something doesn't he on them and listens yeah. or, or whatever he
1: in when he makes him he makes him erase all of his memories of her but he makes him do it on, the, on a screen that he can see mm-hmm. and then he looks back on it and he realises that one of the things he he erased was from 18 months ago
2: and they're and snugging. there was a
1: thing that they had like a big lame had a big fight with, with the wife and he walked out on her for a while or something for well, a, was it, like, a week five days or yeah, a yeah, week yeah five days or whatever a week. and that's when the thing that's when she had she
2: goes out a, with all her mates and he, she's snugging and basically yeah he gets to see through someone else's eyes oh yeah 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 because he saw them play it Cause someone played like uh, last thing, didn't they, when they all went out? Yeah, I think it yeah. was Jimmy Mystery. So he's able to go back and rewind his own and <laughs> zoom in to his uh, and see that geez. she's snugging Jonas on the couch when he walked out and basically it's exactly nine months before baby's born, eighteen months to the day, and she and she says no, he wore a condom, it's your kid and then yeah. he makes her replay really all <laughs> on the TV and thankfully they don't show us no
1: but he's just destroyed then isn't he after that yeah he's completely in shock and then does she I think she leaves him yeah yeah because he's he's alone in the house and then the last scene is like from Terminator 2 where he rips the the grain out of his own head like the way in Terminator you know he sticks into his hand or he takes out His eyeball, it's kind of, it kind of reminded me of that. And, um, it ends with that, right? He just basically rips it
2: out and he's, so that's the end. It's, it's basically saying he's fucked himself over so bad because of this stupid thing, the grain. Yeah. And it's, it's, if you think of it though, if you think about it, imagine it's, you'd be able to, it's quite a freaky idea to be able to go back in time, project your memory through your eyes onto TV. That's pretty mental and dangerous as well, like like this episode shows. And imagine your wife be able to repeat everything you've ever said to her and use it against you and repeat (laughs) it to you. Jeez, man.
1: Sounds like Uh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Even, I mean, imagine like if you had a wife or a husband who didn't quite trust you and they made you watch back your entire day every single day when you got home. It's like, what did you do? Oh, I did this. Well,. Why don't you put it up there on the screen and prove it to me? You know, it's just, it just gets, uh, but in a way also you can see the advantages of it. I mean, there'd probably be less c- crime, you know, they would probably, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. It's, I don't think I'd like it. I no, think no, it's,
2: it's definitely, it's, it's not good. No, no, it's freaky. It's, 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 I, it's I so freaky. It. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's again, another one which shows you the dystopian world yeah. where you just, do not want the fucking technology to go that far. And it's probably going to get there one day. But okay, season two, after a break, came back with episode one, Be Right Back, directed by Owen Harris. Uh, he's done a few Misfits or maybe the entire Misfits uh, show. Written by Charlie Brooker again. He's back uh, starring Hayley Atwell and uh, Dom Hall... Dom D- Dom Dono. Oh, sorry, go on. Dono. Dono. Dono Gleeson. Right now. Name. Now, if you don't know who Haley Atwell is... Okay, you aren't a Marvel fan. She's Peggy Carter, aka Agent Carter from Captain America The First Avenger, and she's she's basically had this TV show as well. If you don't know who uh, how'd you say his name again? Donald. Donal Donald Gleason is. This guy's like he he's he's been in like Ex Machina, he was in he was Bill Weasley in Harry Potter, he was General Hux in Star Wars, Force Awakens, he was in the Revenant 2. So this guy's been in shitloads. You know, He's, so yeah, yeah. so this He's is also, probably um, the best casting, I'd say, of the entire thirteen episodes. Yeah, in terms of star power, they were they're big, right? They're big names. Like, okay, they've done big things. You know what I mean? And this was I enjoyed this episode. I mean, she Haley plays this role of a of a widow. Of someone who's in love. Is it a widow? Were they married? I think they were married, weren't they? Yeah. Of a widow
1: who... I think so, yeah.
2: Yeah. And... and, Or someone who lost a lover. Because they're together at the start and then he goes away to do some stuff and he has a car accident, dies. They don't show what, whatever. But basically she plays it to a T that she's mourning and then she's just desperate to see or hear of him again. And there's, you know, someone somewhere gives him and, and by the way, by now you see the same phones being used, same mm. kind of um, technology being used in all the episodes. It's kinda similar, you know? And um basically there's this woman who who met her at the wake and stuff is telling her and she just freaks out and says, fuck off, there's no way you can come back, whatever. But in the end she finds a way that there's this company that you can actually buy some synthetic AI robot and it uses all your memories that are on your phone, all your social media accounts, all the photos, and basically presents you with a synthetic lover <laughs> or husband. And she's so desperate, and you can butt b- in any time. She's so desperate, she buys this. She buys it. She sets it up. It's dead freaky. It's basically her husband the same voice he says some some of the similar things but he hasn't got the same feelings he doesn't do the yeah. same you know it's not it's not the same so so basically they go through how happy she is to see him again because it starts as if he's just a voice on a phone and it's text so it's messages voice, yeah. and so yeah. she's loving it because she's talking to him all the time and they and he tells her about the upgrade and she sorts it but that's where it goes downhill she has great sex with it everything but in the end she realizes it's not him and she's getting really frustrated you know and she's telling him yeah. to jump off cliffs and shit like that but the whole so the whole episode i think um site is about be careful what you're wishing for
1: yeah it's there is one other small thing as well she finds out that she is pregnant yes after uh, after he's dead mm. um So that also adds to it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like she really, the best thing for her would have just been to try and move on, but she just becomes, she just wants him back that badly. It's really, this is the most heart, heartbreaking one. I think that this is just like such a sad episode, isn't it? it acted superbly though active. i so mean both
2: of them act amazing like he's he good the fantastic but then when yeah. he's when he's the robot he's unbelievable but oh, she man, he... she's fucking great the whole way through as well she yeah. just you just feel so bad so sorry for her it's heartbreaking and then they show the kid
1: get bigger as well don't they yeah and, and then how, the very very yeah gone what's the very end isn't it yeah so that thing he, you were talking about he basically what he she tr- she attempts to make him k- kill himself and then um he's about to do it and then he says to her or sorry she says to him oh he would have responded like this so then he responds that way and then she's like oh no now i don't want you to die and then at the very end you see her with her kid who's probably what around like 8 or something 7 and seven oh she's 7 yeah and she brings her up to the attic to see her to see him her dad so he's just sitting up there in the attic and she goes up and and hangs out with him every like once in a while oh it's weird isn't it it's just basically i don't know you know know, she
2: can't she can't show him to the world because people would get freaked out yeah so he's hidden he's told to be quiet and he listens he's like an obedient dog basically (laughs) you know she's the master he will do whatever she wants so if she needed him for a bit of sex she could use him if she, he's basically there's no emotional connection though because it's not really him, and she realizes yeah. this in the end. And he's just he just sits in the attic, staring at the wall, because he's just a robot, got no feeling, and she knows this. So she's accustomed to it, you know. He can just act as she asks him to. So in the end, she just has someone living in the attic where her daughter can go up and meet and speak to, and uh, she just gets on with her life. But it's just dead freaky. What a creepy, creepy episode, but a very sad one as well. Yeah. But probably one of the best acted ones. Definitely, yeah. think so. Okay. So, we're going to get quicker with these. Uh, another really good one in season two is episode two, uh, White Bear, directed by Carl Tibbetts, uh, written by Charlie Brooker again. Starring uh, Lenora Cricklow and Michael Smiley. Uh, there's a few others as well, but this is a chilling one, man. Fucking hell! Oh god, dude, this is—I don't is... even know how to explain this show.
1: But do you want to give it a go? <sighs> this Get one, as fast yes. As you can. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this one is about um, the, there's—it's about a woman. Um, what? Jeez, I'm so bad at remembering people's name. I don't even think you know her name. And it basically, she wakes up in the middle of this house, Hectoria, and, she's, I think. and she. Doesn't Victoria, and she has no idea who she is or where she is. And there's pictures of her and a kid, and the man's a police and a kid. And there's this weird kind of image on a screen that's making this really f- weird, freaky noise. And she just is like, "Okay, okay." And she walks outside, and there's people watching her through the camera of their mobile phones in the windows of the houses just there in the park in front of her and she and she's like who am i help help like what are you doing here and they're just recording her and they don't speak back and she's like what the hell is going on and she's, she's basically trying to ask some things and then this guy rolls up in a car takes out a shotgun and starts walking towards her and she it's just like okay run and she just gets to hell and they're as to runs.
2: hunters uh, those uh, refer- uh, yeah. to his hunters and there's a rebel that's helping her run so they're they're, they're basically getting away long story short yeah exactly okay, it's is that, a while. yeah is that they basically end up in some kind of uh, a boiler room or something like that wasn't it and and they're about to kill you know these hunters there's two or three of them are about to kill uh one of the rebels and her and she kind of turns it around and shoots. And out of the gun pops some kind of confetti <laughs> bullshit or something, yeah. wasn't it? And she's like, "What?" It's confetti, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like she goes, "What?" And yeah. then these doors open and there's a big crowd, people cheering, and they they she's just shocked at this point because all she's getting in her head is loads of like memories of this little girl and they drag her, they sit her down, and they lock her to this chair, and basically these hunters take their masks off, and they're actors, and they're paid, they're laughing, and they're all cheering with the crowd, you know, putting their arms up, and you realize it's an amusement park, basically. Yeah. It's an amusement park where these guys are acting, and this woman is going through, basically, torture. They're torturing her, and you feel really bad for her. You feel like, motherfuckers... You know, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is disgusting. How's this going to end? And and basically, she's just a trophy. They're taking her through these places, sticking her in. And then what they're doing is they're just taking her back to the point where it started and clearing her mind again. But they play to her at the end what happens, why she's being treated like this. And in the end, you realise that the girl is actually a girl that her boyfriend tortures, abducts tortures, murders, and burns a lot. Of burns, okay, burns her, and she yeah. videos the entire fucking thing. And what happens? The story goes is that the the boyfriend goes to jail or is is in in a cell, and 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 the and the trial is going to be happening, and he and he basically commits suicide. And because he committed suicide, he didn't get actually any. The, you know, the world didn't get to see, or he didn't get punished. So. Instead, they punish her by clearing her mind. Again, remember, we're in a dystopian future-type reality dystopian, place. dystopian, isn't yeah, it? That she episode, clears, yeah. They clear her mind every day and have made an amusement park where people just watch this woman freak the fuck out of her mind, get tortured by people chasing her, trying to kill her, and, you know, just putting her through hell. And then she realizes what happened and what her real reality is. She's apologizing. I didn't mean to do it. I was, br- you know, I was, I was. Um, br- She's blaming him basically. Yeah, she blames it him. But, you it know, was his fault. It was- he
1: tricked me and everything. He tricked me into he it and me, yeah, he
2: yeah, convinced me to do it. But you know, it's nothing's happening, ah. and basically, she just gets keep, get, keeps getting wiped every day, yeah. and people keep paying to come to this amusement park to video her, and they tell the, the they, at the end they're telling them they go, you know, at the end of the show, they, yeah. they basically show snippets between the, the cutting to black of them explaining to visitors, don't run to it's like a, it's
1: like um, but you that know, end, but was just like a it was it was like the it was like the the outtakes of a film. It was like you know. People were tripping up over themselves, and they ran too fast and they're like, "Oh, I fluffed my lines here you know it was like ah oh, the, the it was so the, it was just really really dark and then you just had this kind of weird bit of kind of humor in there, and it just it's uh oh, it's just horrible.
2: by the way Ian Rannick is her boyfriend he's mentioned later, especially in um he's mentioned in the last one of the season six um, called Hated in the Nation when, when she says the Ian Rannock case. Oh, yeah. So, oh, the, yeah, it's loads of connections, man. It's so good. But basically in this one, I, I felt it quite cruel. Like basically now people, and this is real in this society, people are taking pleasure from other people's torture,
1: yeah we're happy it, to was, see it. Definitely. we're happy,
2: and he's and the writer Charlie Brooker is playing on that and putting it in your fucking face like a TV show <laughs> like a you know park and he's he's throwing it at you and he's and this is what he's doing he's showing you he's saying this is what's happening in the world. these things are happening, but I'm fucking throwing it out to you as a diff in a dif- in a dystopian future as a reality and i I thought it was quite cruel because you actually become what she is, you're putting her through exactly what she put through someone through, yeah, yeah. And you're basically killing it every day, and you're you're having pleasure off of that. What makes you any different to her?
1: I know it's really it, 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 that's that's one of the ones that I definitely spent a lot a lot of time thinking about it afterwards.
2: Me, I, I not, thought like a lot about Be Right Back as well because everybody loses people and everybody dreams about having that one chance. We yeah, see true. somebody again, you know the entire history of you. I thought about that a lot and think thought you know all those memories that kind of get wiped. It would be nice to go back and just relive some. Oh yeah, your grandma of or whatever. You know, people that you lost again. Uh, you know, I, I I do the the last three really thought made me think a lot. So this is the this is the beauty of this show. It makes you think, and again. The performances were great in this, especially by uh, Lenora, who was who just screaming her head off, you know, absolute torture. <laughs> um, okay, episode episode three then of season two is The Waldo Moment, directed by uh, Bryn Higgins and Brooke as the writer again here. Uh, basically, this is the worst one for me. I think so for me as well. I have to agree with so you. It's
1: a, it's I didn't a really quickly like it a lot. go
2: through what it is. It's a political kind of TV show where. Uh, where there's just a TV show where there's a skit of a computerized animated character with someone who's really funny, you know, uh, you know, a comedian sitting behind it, voicing it. And basically they invite uh, a politician on for a skit and he basically just humiliates the politician. And after that, they just think, actually, he could actually get into politics, this one. And they actually fucking enter the animation character, animated character into the fucking, you know, To be voted for. It's just. Yeah. That's a bit weird, yeah. It's absurd, (laughs) really. But it's funny. It's good in places. It's worth a watch. But, you know, it's just shit, I thought. I didn't think it was that good. (laughs) But but many compared this episode to the Trump campaign. So, yeah, it was. (laughs) And the writer, Charlie Brooker, who said that the Trump campaign was basically mimicking that TV episode, yeah, last year. Yeah. Charlie Brooker predicted Trump would win. That's fucking uh, crazy, mate. That's fucking Jesus. crazy. So I also did. Um,
1: I I also did hear him say that the inspiration for this episode was actually was Ali G. That was one of the things he was thinking about. You know that oh, right. person who kind of
2: yeah, he's wicked.
1: Person who interviews like really famous people and just completely rips the piss out of them and they, don't have, and they don't really know how to respond to it. No. Yeah. <laughs> but nowhere near as good as Ali G, obviously. But
2: obviously. So. I mean, we're no. running out of time, man. But what we'll do is <laughs> let's go to this special. The the end of season two had a special which was called uh, White Christmas, directed by Carl Tibbetts. Again, the main man, Brooker, writing, um, starring John Hamm, uh, Una Chaplin, uh, Refé Spall and Natalia Tenner. John Hamm, by the way, in this episode is... Fucking oh my god! Amazing. He's so fucking amazing, and it's like <laughs> isn't this one of the first ones that they use an American actor? Yeah, I think it is the first one. So it's just great because now they're. It's, it it's, by the way, ice, it's entirely it? British. This show, entirely British. So it's really good. Like you know, I don't really watch that much British shows, but it's it's great. So shall we try and get through this one?
1: Because this is huge. A lot happens in this, this one. Is, yeah. There's three it's... stories in this. Yeah. Much. Should we try and'll go through the, 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 go the, through the first person?
2: one you do the yeah. you do the cookie, yeah, so yeah. the first one is the eye, okay the show starts with two guys chatting in a cabin somewhere, um I think it's Joe and Matt, and they've been there for years, but they've never talked. It's dead weird. When you're watching it, you think, "What? You've been there for years." It's like it's like they're getting punished for something. They're there for years, never talked, and um, he's trying to get Matt's trying to get this guy Joe to speak. And it's Christmas, so Matt's making dinner. They're having dinner. They're sitting down. Matt starts trying to get him to speak, but he's not. So he starts to tell a story. So it's pretty much three stories, but the first one is about ZI technology. And you've um, yeah. So this is the first time we're actually introduced to this, isn't it? so where someone can watch what you are doing through your eyes so yeah it's the first
1: time it's been in. so it, basically
2: yeah. we can see what you see hear what you hear and i we guide you you know so basically that's what matt's that's about, matt's doing for this guy called i think harry right so he this guy harry wants to pull and he uses matt who's some kind of fucking relationship guru or you know, master at uh, uh, the dating game, right? So <laughs> Harry entrusts him and gives him his eyes, basically, for the night. And he goes and gate crashes a party where he knows nobody. And at the same time, Matt's doing like loads of research, finding out who these people are with his clever tricks and basically getting Harry through this party. And Harry, long story short, with some really cool tricks going on, so you must watch it, Harry pulls this fit girl bird really fit bird but she's a bit fucked in the head like really fucked in the head (laughs) and so she invites him back to her place so they go there and she tells him to take the and by the way at the same time matt is also transmitting this what he sees to like 12 or nine other people that have also been part of his dating thing, and they're all making comments like, it fucking took me three dates to get a fucking you know, to pull and all this. Like, <laughs> how is he so lucky, fucking ugly bastard? And, like, they're all making comments, and, and max's like, shh, 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 shut up, shut up. It's dead funny? It's got some humor as well, you know? But the fucking worst thing happens. Basically, while she was in the loo, in the club, she sees Harry speaking to himself, but he's really speaking to Matt. She thinks he's talking to himself. And saying some weird ass things. So she actually thinks. That he's as fucked up as she is. And wants to kill himself. So she goes back. She fucking sets up some poisonous drink. Just before they're having sex. And uh, basically. They both die don't they. They both die. Mm -hmm. So at this point. Matt is so fucking shitting himself. He just shuts everything up. Closes it down. And obviously he's in his house. In a basement type place. And he's really tiptoeing around because it's late at night and his wife's asleep with a kid. And what does he do? He steps on a toy and knocks something over. And the kid wakes up, the wife wakes up, the wife sees what he's been doing. You know, he's got all this equipment. And um basically, she blocks him using this ZI technology. And a block means all you see is a silhouette of a person, like a greyed out person. You can't hear them. You can just see them waving their arms. You can't speak to them. You can never see each other again, basically. Um, he loses his wife and the custody of his child. And he tell, he's telling this story to uh, Joe whilst they're in the thingy. So this is telling his reality of why he's there. So obviously, this does nothing to Joe. <laughs> this does absolutely nothing. So he goes, right, I'll tell you another story. And this is about the cookie.
1: Greta. So yeah. this is, she's played by... Um... Uh, Una Chaplin, um, nice. and yeah, she's fantastic. So it's about this yeah thing called a thing, this thing called a cookie. Um, so they put her into a bed and they put her to sleep and they um they put her they put her under basically and they and they take like I guess a map of her mind and her and they basically take a map of her and they create a cookie version of her which is like a little bean like a bean sized microchip um, that gets taken from her head and it gets put into this little kind of like an egg type of a device and the idea behind it is that she is going to run her own house, does that make any sense? She's going to run her own house because she, she knows what she wants the best so she'll think i want my toast made a certain way i want it to be a certain like heat in the house and it um it's quite strange so obviously the i want my
2: meetings to appear on screen in front meetings, of me like this, yeah. yes, i want that so yeah it's basically your own personal slave you are yeah.
1: your own personal slave and the thing about the the thing about the what they make the cookie that they make is she thinks that she's the real her. So she doesn't understand where she is and why she has no body. So Matt is the person who comes in to basically explain all this to the person. And so he he explains to her that you're not real. You have no body. You have no mouth basically. And that you have to just spend your time, activating all these different things and obviously she's like well no i don't want to be that person i want to be like i'm me like what's going on so he has there's a thing he can do where he can speed up or slow down the time that she she he can basically eff- affect the time that passes for her and her it's hard only, to explain she's yeah just sitting it's really in a hard to explain
2: table and there's
1: nothing he, there yeah he can
2: just set the timer so that it it really to him it's 20 seconds yeah, to, her, to her it can be a week a or a
1: month or it whatever be,
2: it can be a year and yeah. he does it for 6 months or something because she doesn't comply yeah and then after 6 she months you see crazy. the state of her her hair's everywhere she's basically submitting she's begging and he says are you going to do this and she just begs and says, yeah, yes, I'll do anything you say. Really fucked up. Don't leave me alone, don't put me in the dark. <laughs> and then basically, you yeah. just see her sitting there, with a computer, and she's just running,
1: her real self, making, selves, toast, live making appointments, and yeah. Um, and then, that's pretty much it, isn't it? And but Joe talks, back. at this point,
2: so he comes back, and obviously the story goes back to them, to sing at the table, and he goes, that's dead cruel. How could you do that to them? How could you do that to the person, inside the, the, the cookie thing? And he goes, it's not real? But it's like, it's cruel yeah. so then it gets joe speaking about his story which uh, oh god so basically they uh, again it's ZI related isn't it this one
1: yeah
2: so this one is just simple it's a simple story where he's with his wife and they've got a um that they they're they basically No, is it girlfriend rather than wife?
1: I think it's girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah, girlfriend.
2: So they've got people round, and they're eating, they're drinking, and it's their best, you know, best friends or couple, uh, another couple that they get on with, or from her workplace, and um, she's basically throughout the whole dinner party, she's not interested at all in anything, and he's just he notices obviously, and she's not at her food, she's not done anything, she looks depressed, and and basically he just says what what's going on? And she goes, I'm just not in the mood, you know, can I just go to bed? So, she go- he goes, yeah, okay, I'll clean up. Whilst he's cleaning up, something happens and he drops something in the bin accidentally or whatever, but he goes, he ends up looking in the bin for something and he sees a pregnancy test and it's actually the same pregnancy test or a similar mate. Yeah, I noticed to- that, yeah. <laughs> to the one from on the other thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the little weird, the little yeah. weird animated version, little weird animated baby B- on the thing.
2: From B, <laughs> right, what is it? What's the one it's called? From, um, Be right back. Be right back, yeah. So basically, again, something that links. And so basically, he goes in and goes, You're pregnant. And she goes, Yeah. And he can't understand why she doesn't want to keep the baby. They have a big, big argument, right? And she ends up blocking him because she totally doesn't want it. She doesn't want to hear anything from him. And she just blocks him from this fight. And you know what? At the point, at the time, you think, This isn't even a major fight. Why is she blocked? Yeah. him? And then the way she treats him, she just disappears. She she leaves work. He goes to her workplace. She's not there. He sees her in the street, but it's blocked. She won't even talk to him, you know, nothing. And um, he writes letters to her dad's house,
1: everything, you know, because she's, you know, he kind of, obviously she's gone for and, a while, but he's, he sorry, what, what? And when she comes across her in the street, even though he can't actually it's just like a kind of a weird blur. He can tell that she has kept the baby because you can see her bump. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he's kept the baby. So So he's he's like, I want to see my baby. You know, he's really pissed off. So he's trying to stop her, gets away. Anyway, he kind of thinks she's at his, you know, she's at her dad's. So he caught, he keeps on, you know, sending letters and stuff and nothing's happening. So one day he just says, fuck it. I'm going to go check it out. You know, a year later or whatever, or two years later, I'm going to just go check out. Where she is, or whatever, and he goes and hides in the woods because they're in some kind of another world, basically, like in fucking I don't know, the North Pole. They kind of make it out, yeah. He's just going through snow all the time, and um, he sees a little kid walking, but the kid's blocked as well because any, you know, you can't, if you're blocked from someone. Until the child is 18, every, any, any dependent is also blocked. So he can't actually see the face, but he can slowly, every time he goes, he ends up seeing that it's a little girl. So he gets really excited, and then one year, obviously, this is bit, he's sitting at home, and, um, he re- he sees the news that, you know, his ex-girlfriend, she's died. And obviously, you're wondering, because, you know, even on TV, you won't be able to see them, you're blocked. You know, you won't be able to see their face, but obviously, if they die, the block's removed. So he sees that his girlfriend's dead, he cries his eyes out, you know, he cries his eyes out, and now he thinks, right, I've got my daughter. So he goes, and this is dead freaky, right, he goes back, he goes um, to this North Pole area, whatever they are, <laughs> and um, he waits, and he waits, and he's got a little present for her, and um, he gives it to her, and then I think he goes, he goes to try and, oh he's given a present once before but then he goes this time with another one but this time he wants to go see her doesn't he and he touches yeah. her on the shoulder and she turns around and she's Asian <laughs> and he's like what the fuck and then be- he rewinds in his mind what the hell happened and he realises that the guest that was over at his house the colleagues that were over the couple he was Asian and that they must have had an affair. She must have had an affair with him. And he puts it all together. And he's losing his mind at this point. And he goes in. And he keeps on saying it's my daughter. You know, he loses his mind. And um, he goes in. The father's there. You know, his girlfriend's father. And basically, push comes to shove and he kills him. With the globe with, present. With the snow globe, yeah. Yeah, with the snow globe present that he bought for his daughter. And he realizes what he'd done. And obviously, the the the... the, the the girl's grandfather who's died, he'd already sent his his granddaughter up stairs and said, you know, just stay out of the way. And um, he basically kills him and then runs off. And um, he's gone and um, and eventually he's caught. But what you get to find out is obviously that girl, she waited till, that was Christmas, Christmas Day or, or Christmas Eve. She waited till Boxing Day and nobody came for help. And she ended up putting a jacket on and ventured out and obviously died and froze in the snow, you know. Um, and that is really sad. And basically, do you want to go through the end because it's great?
1: <laughs> yeah. So then, at that point, at that point, we go back into Joe and Matt, and Matt is basically trying to. T- he's basically trying to get Joe to tell him that she's dead, and that you know, to basically go, do you c- c- confess? And he's like, ah, oh. he's like, do you c- confess? And he's like, okay, okay, I confess, and then. You see, the real Joe, who's in a prison cell, and a lawyer or something walks up to him and basically goes, Okay, Joe, we have your confession. And he's like, What? He's like, Yeah, you've just, you've basically just confessed to us. So it's like a, you know, it's the, what's it called, cookie version of him who's confessed, um, which is fantastic.
2: Yeah, and, and then, then Matt disappears uh, inside this cookie world and he's,
1: he's out psycho,
2: yeah. with, the, with the detectives and just says, Yeah, I've done my job. What do I get now? You know, you're going to put this guy away. He killed this little girl and all this. And um, he goes, what, what do I get? And basically, they, they say, Yeah, we'll give you your freedom, but you're blocked. You're on the sex offenders list because you're a people. guy. Blocked dunk. by everybody. Yeah. Blocked by everybody. Now, imagine that <sighs> walking around the streets and you can't see. No one, no one can see. They can just see this red guy. Because he's a sex offender. You know, he's a peeping Tom. Because of what he did with the first, in the first story, which was true. The Zedai stuff.
1: My God. Like, what a fucking yeah. episode that was. And then, the very, very, very end, we go back in again to Joe. And um, the person who looks after the his him, basically, makes it so that every minute is a thousand years. So, every minute in the real world is a thousand years it will feel like a thousand years for Joe and it plays the song. I wish it could be Christmas every day over and over on repeat for a thousand years a minute. And that's what he, that, that's his punishment <laughs> inside the snow globe. Uh, How fucked is that? It's. And when he looks out the window, the the body of the girl is, is there dead under the tree and that fucking song just keeps on playing, and he just keeps looking at at the girl, and it's uh it's cruel, isn't it? Very cruel.
2: So cruel. He, like he said, it was cruel. He was actually living it. <laughs> <was> dead cruel. <laughs> he said to him, "This is a cruel thing. Why did you do it? It's horrible." And then he ended know. up telling his story about it. But how well directed! The story was
1: amazing as well. Just what an episode, mate. That's yeah, like that's definitely my favourite one, and I think that one is just. I mean, we've talked about it, but John Hamm, I mean, he's a phenomenal actor, but he just plays humorous and dark back-to-back so well. Like, he can just turn into this darkness, and then he has this really good... Like, he's just... He's such a funny person. Like, he's he's really, really funny. he's amazing. I feel like I have a little bit of a man crush on him, but, you know, who doesn't?
2: (laughs) That's fantastic. Unfortunately... We don't really have much more time to cover season three. However, however, we will be back. We will be back shortly. I just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you very much, Simon. Really appreciate that. We've gone over an hour talking about the two first seasons. We'll do another show and uh, release that about season 3 because it's actually 6 episodes which is pretty much the same amount as the other (laughs) 2 the first 2 so um, yeah, we'll be back with part 2 of Black Mirror very very soon we don't have much to plug this week just keep listening to everything on the AI channel side, the comic pods, the movie pods all the sports that we do Uh, thank you very much Simon we'll uh, get you back for the next one and uh, we'll do that really really soon Thank you, thank you guys, keep listening
0: you <laughs>